Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode of Scoopy Radio is brought to you by our sponsor, Sleepovation. Want to save $50 on a bed? Use the promo code SCOOP. That's S-C-O-O-P when you visit sleepovation.com. Sleepovation is the world's only mattress with individual support. They have 700 individual pressure relief points that move while you sleep. It's the number one mattress for back pain as well. Sleepovation also has a 100-night risk-free trial, 10-year limited warranty, and individual cushion cradles that provide the perfect balance between comfort and spine support for pain relief. Visit sleepovation.com. And don't forget to use the promo code SCOOP. That's S-C-O-O-P. Scoopy Radio on your airwaves, on the train, on the plane, on the West Coast, on the East Coast, everywhere you want to be. I am Brandon Scoopy Robinson. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at ScoopB. Make sure to follow me as well on Scoop underscore B, Snapchat Scoop underscore B, Make sure you subscribe to the Scoopy Radio Podcast at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn App, Stitch App, or simply visit ScoopBRadio.com. And on the line right now, as I told him in a DM on Twitter, this guy saved me in many situations on NBA 2K5 when he was a Nick. It's none other than current NBA free agent, Jamal Crawford. What's going on, Maul? You got it. You got it. Like I said, I appreciate you holding it down for sure. So 2K, I've heard some 2K stories. I don't play it myself, but it's always good to, to get shown love on that. What's the best 2K story you heard about yourself? Man, I heard stories like I was down 10 with 30 seconds left. I scored 11 straight with you, three straight threes, you know, a layup and won the game, stuff like that. Or, you know, people like, I want a lot of money with you, man, on 2K. Everybody always says on 2K, which is cool. You should get that manager's fee if you ask me. <laughs> and I heard I was the only one that could do the, the second back behind the back move at one point, I think, on the game. Like yeah, the double just- behind the back. Yeah, yeah, I heard I was the only one that could do that, which is pretty dope. You could do that in real life, even at 30. Yeah, yeah, No, come in. That's easy. That's easy. I'm come in, for sure. That's nothing. Do that Jamal, in my sleep. Jamal Crawford on the line with Scoopy Radio. Jamal, I got to ask you this question. We talk, I, At the beginning of the show, I, I talked about following me on Instagram. Why aren't you on Instagram? To be honest, B, it took me forever to get Twitter. 
like it, I was one of the last ones to join Twitter. And it's, it's crazy because a lot of people that follow me and, you know, in the world and was like, why don't you get Twitter? Why don't you get Twitter? And I finally got it when I went right before I went to Portland. And I had it ever since then. And it took me so long to get Twitter. I'm just comfortable with that. You know, Instagram, I don't have it. I see sometimes people make Instagram mixes and things of that nature. But I don't know. I'm just comfortable with Twitter. So I'm just going to stay there for now. You played on the Minnesota Timberwolves this past season, and you on the team with Carl Anthony Towns uh, and a bunch of other guys. There was no peer pressure there to join Instagram? No, nah, they didn't pressure me. They would always show me mixes, though. Like somebody made a cool mix or an old mix or, you know, a throwback move or something. They would show me that, but I was never actually on Instagram myself. So they didn't pressure me. They were good about it. Who gave you the nickname Jamal Crossover or Jay Cross? Jay Cross. Okay, so. One of my guys, one of my best friends in the world, uh, he runs my camps, actually, Elite Youth Camps, David Hudson. And we were thinking of a Twitter name, like when it first came out. He's like, I got the perfect name. I'm like, what? He said, Jay Crossover. He said, you're known for the crossover. It's your initials. Like, what? But I'm like, oh, that's genius. You know, so from there, the shoe, when I had my own shoe, we named it Jay Crossover. And now it's funny because kids don't even really call me profit. They say Jay Cross or Jay Crossover or something like that. So it's it's cool to see that it took off and it really resonated, but I thought it was the perfect nickname and I heard it. Who in the NBA do you think you crossed up the worst? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, slide across it. Probably, I think the ones that kind of get the most attention are probably the Ray Allen one. Hmm. Those are the one where he fell when I was playing with Golden State. Gets a lot of attention because it was in Boston. Uh, Steven Jackson hit the shot in the corner and it's Ray Allen. He's like such an iconic player that I think it gets a lot of growth. So probably that one. Who in the NBA, past or present, uh, do you admire their crossover the most if you can give me story outside of yourself? Allen Iverson, of course, is I think his legendary. Um, I, uh, Isaiah Thomas from Richmond. Oh, gee, Isaiah Thomas. And uh, Kyrie's cross is nasty. I'll go those three. Oh, and I got to put Jay Will in there. White chocolate. No score. I'm sorry. Yeah, you got to give him that credit. I think a lot of people... To. Listen, I'll never forget when he was in the rookie game and he put it behind his back and then passed the rifle of friends with his elbow. Oh, my God. You should see Lamar Owens' face because he was guarding. He was playing defense at the time. And he started laughing. If you go back and watch, like, oh, no, he didn't. He didn't do that. But I remember the cross he did on GP. He was one of my favorite players ever. You know, just his swagger. When he had the ball, you couldn't take your eyes off of him. So Jay Will, White Chocolate, has to get a lot of props when people mention the best handles ever. He has to be in there. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think um, one of the things that I, I really was disappointed in uh, last season, you talked about um, just crossovers, and, and you crossed over uh, to the Minnesota Timberwolves last year. My first question to you is, what what made you decide to opt out of your, the second year of your deal? Uh, just happiness, to be honest with you. I thought the fit, it just didn't feel right. You know, I think for me, like, I get it. I'm a acquired taste. I'm a gunslinger. I'm a player who, who makes plays, who comes off the bench to score, who comes off with that freedom to kind of make plays and play, you know, and just the fit of it. I don't think there's anything wrong with the situation. It just wasn't the right fit. And sometimes it happens in the NBA. You know, I've had a lot of coaches. I've played on different teams and I've seen fit with other people. And in that situation, it happened to be with me. It just wasn't the right fit. So I thought no matter what, money, whatever, I, I thought my happiness was more important. 
if I may ask, uh, Coach Tom Thibodeau is a defensive-minded coach um, with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Was it a difference in defensive philosophy? Was it the fact that maybe you weren't getting as much minutes? Where was the breakdown with the Minnesota Timberwolves? Uh, I think, well, first off, minutes, yeah, that was definitely an issue. It really was because I just was not told it would be like that. You know, and, and at this stage, you want to you wanna be out there as much as possible. I understand in certain situations, um, you won't play as much because I, mean, I was under the impression of one thing and it just didn't go that way. So I think that's where it kind of started, you know, and from there, just, uh, you know, just try to be professional as possible and try to get through uh, as best you can and try to provide whatever you can when you're out there to try to help your team. I'm curious. Uh, you played with Derrick Rose uh, and yeah. he made a return to Minnesota. Um, how cool was that? You having played for the Chicago Bulls, you knowing that landscape, how cool was it to see Rose get some playing time with the Minnesota Timberwolves last year? It was unbelievable because for, for multiple reasons. Number one, he was already one of my favorite players ever and one of my favorite people ever in the NBA. Uh, for as big a star he is, he's as genuine as anybody I've ever been around. I see you root for dudes like that. So before we even played together, I was already a fan of his. Uh, he's one of my favorites. And then to see him every day, to see his talent, to see his work ethic, he's a perfect example of just being in a situation where people believe in you. Uh, Thibodeau believed in him, and you gave him that opportunity when people were ridden him off, you know, like he's, he's lost his step, he's not the same. and Maybe he's not exactly the same as he was when he was 23, but he's still better than, you know, so many guards out there, and he got the opportunity to show it playing with Minnesota and playing the playoffs and he reminded people how good he was. So I was personally, I was just so happy for him and uh, I expect big things from this year as well. What was the biggest surprise um, in, in actually sitting and watching him play? Uh, that his athleticism was still there. He's still as fast as any guard out there. You can ask anybody in practice. He would have some practice where he would just dominate, you know, and get to the lane at will, hitting shots, hitting his mid-range shots, hitting his floaters, all the things and, and reasons people love him. You know, and he was doing all those things. And he would just run back so nonchalant, like, yeah, I can do this whenever I want. He didn't say that, but his play, was it was just so easy for him. So I think that's the thing that he'll be a chance to show more this year, and people will be pleasantly surprised. Jamal Crawford on the line with Scoop B Radio. Uh, Jamal, listen, uh, they call you the ageless wonder. Uh, I usually hear that about Jennifer Lopez because she's fine as she gets older. <laughs> we, we don't go that way, but as it relates to you and your game, why is it, um, or rather, let me let me take a step back. Um, what do you think is changing about your game as you age? I'm just getting smarter, to be honest with you. Like, I, I think the game is easier. Like you said, the minutes, this is the second fewest minutes I've ever played in my career. And still, for the most part, we were three seats the whole year. I still average double figures. You know, in my per 36, my numbers were still on par with everything I've ever done when I was 28 or 25. To me, Chip has no age. I think that would be a cop-out for me. I'm like, oh, I'm this age. I'm playing against this guy. It's expected. Not for me. I'm still driven. When I'm out there, I'm not thinking about age. When I'm training, I'm not thinking about age. I'm not thinking about any of that. And if if I haven't fallen off by now, in my mind, it's not going to happen. I'm 38 and one of my 19th years still have double figures. Like, who? You know what I mean? Like, that's just... Yeah. It's it's like... It's like... It's it's, 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 it's so cool to be in this position. I thank God every day because the body type... uh, to be able to play, you know, a lot, play every single day in the summer, to be able to play. I've only missed five games the last three years. You know, I was mm-hmm. the first player in history to play all 82 games in their 17th season. So I just thank God for that. I take care of my body. I stay in shape. And I stay in love with the game. And people will be pleasantly surprised this year. That's a guarantee. 
no matter where I end up, they'll be very, very happy. They'll be shocked because they'll see that last year I did the best with the cards I was dealt, but I'll be back to being me this year. And you said no no matter where you end up, we'll get to that in a second, but I got to ask a for real, for real question. Is Lou Williams the next year? Uh, to be honest, I see some similarities. I think like I, I think we're all kind of running our own race. You know, I look at Lou as a, a great player, a great six man. You know, I think he's a true professional. He he found his niche and he embraces his niche. And I think you know he's he's someone who like deserved to be an all star this year. But for me, I think uh, I just continue to go. You know, I'm running my own race. I, I think I'm kind of unique in the sense that. Uh, I play, I can play the one, play the two. Anything you kind of throw at me, I feel like I can adjust to. And I'm not talking down Lou or anybody else. I'm just talking about myself. Right. So I don't know. I think I'm unique in, in some in some ways. So I just, I don't know. I think we're all different in running our own race. Jamal, if you were to start a team today uh, with LeBron at his age and Michael Jordan at LeBron's age, uh, who would you start uh, with your team? LeBron or Michael? Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. And that's not, no disrespect to nobody. Like, I think LeBron's the top five player ever. I just don't think anybody's better than Michael Jordan for so many reasons, but I just don't think so. That's just me growing up and, and watching Mike and seeing how he uh, handled everything that came his way. You know, and, and that's, like I said, I'm saying this from the standpoint, I think LeBron's one of the top five, top five best basketball players ever played, but for me, there's only one Michael Jordan. Jamal Crawford on the line with Scoopy Radio. Jamal, I got to ask you, what is your favorite game of your career? My favorite game of my career is the game I had 52 against the Miami Heat. They just won the championship the year before. Uh, we were in the garden. I missed my first four shots, and I hit 16 straight shots. So I scored 42 straight points without a miss after you know having zero points. And that particular game was also the hottest night of my life. I came out with seven minutes to go. I was 52. So I think if I'd have stayed in and kept going the way I was showing, I could have got 65 without even like stressing anything. It was, it was like everything you do in workouts and in drills had come to fruition all in one game. Like you just not thinking. I felt like that night I could have probably kicked it up there and man went in. So that's probably my favorite game. I've had 50 before in different ways, but not like that. And I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about you. You talked about your favorite game. Um, the New York Knicks. New York loves you. Um, you, you. You played at a time uh, where you had a lot of guys on the team. There was a lot of talent. Just you weren't able to flourish all on the same court, all on the same team at the same time. What do you finally, finally uh, remember about your time as a Nick? That was my favorite place to play because it felt like you were on stage performing. And no matter what, the city, the guard made it feel like it was a playoff atmosphere every single night. You know, and they came and they were brutally honest with me, and I appreciate that. I respect that. I respect their basketball knowledge because if we were going to bring it that night, they were bullish. If we were showing, not making every shot of true and showing heart, they cheered us on. And, and it felt like that every single night. So my four and a half years there uh, were, were some of my favorite years ever playing the NBA. It's definitely my favorite place to play. You're a Seattle native and uh, something in the water. I think y'all snuck some, some – I think Starbucks is your liquid crack in, crack in the in the faucet <laughs> in Seattle or something like that. Um, Isaiah Thomas, a guy you know well, uh, signed with the Denver Nuggets, uh, kind of took a big pay cut. Uh, what do you think um, he will do coming in this season? I think he'll be great. I know the chip on his shoulder is huge. It's, it's like a boulder for him. 
And I know his preparation. I know how bad he wants it. I know how how great he is. I know how great he will be with Denver. You know, it'll be a different role for him. It'll be a role he had when he was, you know, Phoenix and Sacramento at some point. But he'll figure it out. And I have no doubt he'll have a huge impact. He'll help that team uh, get to the playoffs. I really believe that. I think he'll have a terrific year. And then he'll be able to get back to the stage market and go from there next summer. In the words of Steve Harvey, well, now that we've gotten that out the way, the reason we're here, sir, uh, I reported uh, a couple of days ago uh, that the Philadelphia 76ers as a team and you have mutual interest. Before I ask the direct question, what do you like about Philadelphia? Uh, I like their city. I like how, how into it they are in basketball, their knowledge of basketball, how passionate they are. I love, I've always loved Coach Brett Brown. Like I, you can, I've been on records and I've been a fan of his for years. Uh, he just needed talent, you know, and now he has that. Having Ben Simmons, I love his game. I love JoJo. They're both among my favorite players in the league to watch. Uh, Covington, Markell is, is like a little brother to me. Obviously, he was University of Washington. He talked every other day. JJ is like a brother to me. We've been through wars together. So there's so many things to love about Philadelphia for sure. Pat or Gino's cheesesteak? Oh, I got to go cheesesteak. Got to go cheesesteak. Okay. If you go, you got to go to Pat's or Gino's. Those are, the, those, are the, those are the places to go. But you also, on South Street, uh, there's a few places. Um, here's the million-dollar question. Do you want to play for the Philadelphia 76ers? Well, I mean, I think right now, especially me kind of being out there as a free agent, them uh, being in a situation, you know, where – Something could work out. I, I I would be honored to play there, you know, but things obviously have to kind of take its course. You kind of got to sit back. But who wouldn't want to play there? And I can leave it like that. Okay. Philadelphia, uh, championship city, Villanova, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, and, and you have a Philadelphia 76ers team who's trusted the process. I want to start with Ben Simmons. What do you like about him? His IQ. He doesn't play. You can tell Washington play. He doesn't play with an agenda. You know, a lot of young guys try to establish themselves first. It looks like he's just trying to win, whatever that is. He may need to get 25 points. He may need to get 10 assists. He may need to get 18 rebounds. It's just about winning that particular game. And I love how he plays the game. He's very cerebral. He's always looking for his teammates and looking for the advantage down court. So that's all I love about him. How would Philadelphia benefit from your skill set? How do you fit into their offense? Yeah, I think it's unique. Obviously, I think when you lose uh, Ilya Sover, you lose uh, Bellinelli, guys who could score for you off the bench. Uh, obviously, that's my forte. You know, I'm probably one of the best scorers out there off the bench. Uh, I think leadership standpoint, you know, that best been through those boards and been through some of those challenges. Uh, somebody who can get a shot when the play breaks down, especially in the playoffs, where where Philadelphia is going to get judged ultimately is by their playoff success. They're becoming one of those teams, you know, and if you have somebody who can get a shot under under duress and, and get a clean look up, I think that's to your advantage. So I think with that skill set, uh, it will fit really, really good with, you know, what they're doing. If you were to join the Philadelphia 76ers, do you think that you and J.J. Reddick's shooting touch would rub off on Ben Simmons? Yeah, I think steel sharper steel. It really does. When you're around, you know, better Whatever, whatever field you're in. If you're around better actors, you're going to become a better actor. If you're around better shooters, you become a better shooter. But Ben is so great. He's going to be so great that his, his game 
will ultimately be judged how he can affect winning. And, and I think that's what's about everything else that's developed. He's a hard worker, you know, and I, I've known that about him for a while and just being a fan of basketball, so he'll be fine. How happy were you uh, that Markel Folk made his way back into the to the lineup? And you saying you know him, how do you think you guys would gel right away if hypothetically you guys could play for the Sixers together as teammates? Oh, yeah. We played together all summer when he was at the University of Washington. And I was so happy for him personally because so many people were throwing so many jabs at him, you know, with, with being injured and the shot and all that. But I know, I have no doubt that he would be a star one day. His talent is, is God given. And obviously, he's developed that talent. But he loves the game of basketball. He wants to be better. He wants to be great. And he's putting the work in. So I'm just happy for his success. And, you know, and, and not just this year, but going long-term. He's a brother of mine. He always will be, and I'll be here for him every step of the way. Scoopy Radio on the line with Jamal Crawford talking all things cheesesteaks, Philadelphia, basketball, everything in between. Brother, I saw a video with you and Zach Levine on Twitter, and uh, you guys were, were, were definitely comfortable. What, what was what was going on there? Walk me through that. Yeah, Zach didn't know I was going to throw that. You know, he that one particular play where I, I did something to freeze the defense and throw the lob. If you go back and watch that play, my own teammate thought I was throwing a lob to him. But And I thought the defender knew I wanted to go to Zach, which he did, so I had to sell it as if I was going to another teammate. I pride myself on being able to play with, with players in any circumstance. I pride myself on being able to adjust. You know, Zach's another one. That's not some, something somebody's like, oh, yeah, you know, Crawford and Levine can play together. But I can play with anybody. You know, and we had a lot of fun doing it. And I still continue to do it throughout the summer. The social media landscape is very mean. Uh, when I broke the story the other day about you and uh, the Sixers uh, having mutual interest, everybody talks about your defense. They say they don't want you. Uh, we talk right. about Philadelphia being passionate. Uh, on a defensive end, what can you promise Sixers fans for yourself? Effort. I think knowing. I think now, especially with the way the game is called, and if we're being honest, there's very few lockdown defenders. It's, it's more on team defense and scheme and being in the right position. Because now with the physicality of the game, you can barely touch anybody. It's tough for anybody to guard anybody one-on-one. But if a guy knows I can touch up here because there's uh, one of my you know, health defenders right here, it's, it's more about schemes than one-on-one. The effort will be there. Uh, but you've kind of got to have a system in place that's correct team based on whoever you're playing against to, to make everybody's defense good. And honestly, I, I get it. I understand. I'm not saying I'll ever be a Tony Allen or a Kawhi Leonard, but I, I would say it's not as bad as how well do you know Joel Embiid? Really good. Really good. I remember watching JoJo when he was uh, with Philly, hadn't played yet. He had got hurt, but he was in the summer training. And I was watching him. We were in the same gym. And he's shooting threes looking at me like, you see this? He was, he was being JoJo. He absolutely was. Before everybody knew he was, you know, had that kind of personality. He was looking at threes, like doing moves like, ooh, that was nasty, wasn't it, Ma? You know, so we've always had a good relationship. And uh, he, he's, He's a really, really good player. He's one of my favorites for sure in the game right now today. So skill. Who has better Twitter in game, you or Joel? Oh, he got it. He got it. Every hand must be, every heart must confess. He got that one. And, you know, me, and mine is pretty – I do some things to make you think, but his is always funny. It's always entertaining. I love uh, seeing what he's talking about. As I'm potentially envisioning you become a 76er, no, no names have been signed on the, signed on the dotted line, but I think about – Pre-game, I think about Meek Mill playing in the background. I hear about me. I, I, I envision Meek sitting courtside. I envision Kevin Hart uh, sitting courtside. I, I envision Allen Iverson sitting courtside watching you. Can you see it? 
that would be unbelievable. That really would be an unbelievable feeling, obviously. Uh, those guys, and, and this is documented as well, I had 35 pictures on my wall of Allen Iverson in a Philly uniform. So many different pictures from magazines, from articles, from the internet. I was printing stuff out, putting on, you could ask my mom, I had 35 pictures of AI. So, you know, the, the be able to actually have the opportunity, if it works out, to, to wear that uniform would be unbelievable. Do you think that your next team will be your last? I'm not sure. You know, because now in the NBA, uh, things constantly change. And, and I think growing up in the 80s, you could identify with players because you knew that uh, with the Lakers, Magic, Kareem, Worley, Byron Scott, they would be there eight, nine, ten years. You know, with Boston, it was Bird, McHale, Parrish, Danny Ainge, they'd be there nine, ten years. Now it's constant turnover. So I, I don't know what the future holds. How do you feel about the big three? I'm a fan of it because guys, just because they stop playing in the NBA, they're playing somewhere, you know, and I think for them, I actually went and watched a victory game when he was in Seattle and I saw the intensity. I saw the energy. I saw uh, the passion and how they felt when the crowd was still cheering for them. And that's something that you can't duplicate just in, in the LA fitness. So for them, I was really, really happy. And, you know, it gives them something to kind of transition nicely until they, they finish playing. Jamal, I'm curious to know, um, the internet will say that the Lakers were a viable option. How close were you to potentially uh, looking to be in a, a Lakers uniform? Uh, it was it was some talk. We talked to a lot of teams, to be honest with you. You know, there's a lot of teams, and there's always talk, but I'm not sure specifically how close it actually was, but there was, there was talk there early. When you close your eyes at night, do you do you think that Philadelphia or Golden State are more of a realistic <laughs> option for you? <laughs> but to be all the way honest, all the way honest, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. I, I think those are great teams and, you know, teams that I think anybody would love to play for for different reasons. Obviously, the Warriors have been champs the last two years and been in the finals the last three. Uh, everybody knows Philly's on the rise and, you know, they'll be one of the favorites out east to make it to the finals. So for anybody... You know, if, if somebody was able to have those kind of options, I think they would they'd love to go either place. So it just depends on the person. You played for the Warriors. Uh, the culture has definitely changed a lot since. What do you remember most about that time in the Bay Area? Their fans. Uh, that was actually the first time I was waking up to sun outside, you know, because I was in Chicago and New York at the time, so it was really, really cold there. Uh, but that was the first time I was like, oh, you can wear shorts out, you know, midday. And then the fans, we weren't going to playoff that year. They were in transition from the We Believe team with Baron Davis and Monte and all those guys to, to kind of rebuild. And I was there the year before Steph got there. But the fans made it feel like it was a great atmosphere every single night. And uh, that's the thing that I remember most about being there. What have you been doing besides working out over the summer? You, you were talking, you know, you said you had daddy duties. What else have you been doing besides working out and spending time with your kids? Uh, that's it, really. I've been working out, living in the gym, being my kids. Uh, being uh, in the community, as always, I think those are the things I enjoy most about the summer. You get a chance to be around family. You don't have to travel quite as much. And when you do travel with your family, uh, stay in the gym. You can go there as much as you want to. And, uh, you know, just being in the community, helping out whenever you can, having camps, having different things of that nature. So it's always enjoyable being home. Jamal, last question. When it's all said and done, and you're 38, 19 years in the league. When it's all said and done, how do you want to be remembered uh, legacy-wise in the NBA? Uh, that he was a, a great talent, 
really good player, but he's a better person. Uh, basketball doesn't define me. I say it on my Twitter. I've lived a dream, obviously, just being in the NBA, dreaming about this ever since I was a kid. But actually, you know, being a, a better person is even more impressive. So I think for me, uh, that's what I want my legacy to be. You heard it first. Jamal Crawford, Scoopy Radio. We're in there like swimwear. And, brother, thank you so much for your time. And um, you got two cities at, at ease, man. I, I hope you make the right decision, whatever that decision is. Thanks, D. I appreciate you, man. Anytime. I really, really appreciate you. Thanks. Scoopy Radio. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 